Hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Are You a Fan, where we discuss Alfred Pennyworth, dipping back into the Bat family. If you like this episode, give us a like, share, follow, and uh, you know what? How about a subscription? So, Joker, what do you know about Alfred? Well, after our Batman episode, I know at one point he wasn't actually their butler for forever. Yeah. <laughs> that was an- um, but beyond that, I was like, just what really you see in the movies. That's fair. I was going to say, for those of you who don't know, go check out our Golden Age Batman episode. Yeah, uh, Alfred's got an interesting origin here. And a few iterations of an origin. <laughs> so let's get let's get into it. So starting out with real world. <laughs> Alfred Thaddeus Crane Pennyworth, or Pennyworth is a fictional character appearing in American comic books published by DC Comics, uh, most commonly in association with the superhero Batman. If there's anything you can count on with Alfred, is if there's a Batman comic, Alfred's probably on at least a page. Yeah. Even if it's a callback. Like, like oh, I'm old now. I miss Alfred. <laughs> right. So the character would first appear in Batman issues number 16 in April of 1943, by writer Don Cameron and artist Bob Kane. Yeah, so definitely, like, one of the older char- characters out there. and Not as old as, like, you know, the, the Batman, but still. Pretty close. Pretty, pretty dang close. So, evidence suggests that Alfred was created by the, the writer of the 1943 Batman series, Victor McLeod, and Leslie Swabecker. And Harry Frazier. So there were a few people who had their hands in this. Oh, yeah. And that DC Comics asked Don Cameron to write the first Alfred story, which was published prior to the series release. I'm also pretty sure that's Cameron. Don Cameron. My apologies, sir. <laughs> it's like, I am fairly confident on that one. Not, not usually confident on names, but I'm pretty confident on that one. To the Cameron next of kin, I apologize for butchering <laughs> your last name. So Alfred was originally uh, conceived as a comedic foil for Batman and Robin. He spoke with a Cockney accent and simply arrived on Wayne Manor's doorstep to announce that he was beginning his duties. Yeah, his original design was just very much comedic relief. Which, like they said, you know, it's an opposite of Batman at the time, which is fair. Fair. You gotta have some kind of comic. I mean, especially because, like, as goofy as we think the Golden Age may be, and that, like, it was, for the time, Batman was pretty dark. And for the time, it was very dark. Looking at it now, yes, very uh, goofy. Goofy. <laughs> but still, I'd argue darker in some points, like, I'm gonna hang this guy with the bat copper. Oh, yeah. Go check our episode out. So, in the most early tales, he made bungling attempts to be a detective on a, pa- uh, on a par with the young master. He was given the four-page feature of his own, The Adventures of Alfred. <laughs> I don't know why that's such a funny name. So, uh, yeah, The Adventures of Alfred in Batman, issue number 22, April through May 1944, and the feature lasted 13 issues skipping batman issue number 35 with the last story in batman issue number 36 i mean for what it was 13 issues that's that's not not bad that's not terrible for 
what the character is. And I feel like part of that is showing his character growth and possibly showing some of his history into the universe. True. Because that'd be like really good for those flashbacks. Oh, that would be. I mean, four because four pages. That's not a lot to do. Uh, a lot of room to work with. True. So yeah, not terrible, but like yeah, definitely a good way to like kind of show the character's backstory. Yeah, and show some of the growth that he's got going into the future. Heck yeah. So the story has followed a simple formula with Alfred solving a crime and catching the culprits entirely by accident. In later years, the comedic aspects of the character were downplayed. Which I do, if I'm going to say, I do like how they downplayed it. Instead of just having him be a bumbling comedical character, he's just a sassy, I told you so character. Now he's got that sassy, dry humor. Yeah. Which honestly is perfect. Oh, especially with the British backstory. Like, yeah, completely. So let's move into in universe. We're go we're gonna go through a few iterations and I've got them separated. Let's start out with pre words. I ran out of breath talking. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's start with pre-crisis. So the pre-crisis comics, the comics that were published by DC Comics between 1938 and 1984. Man, I didn't realize how long pre-crisis lasted. <laughs> Well, I mean, that was the first time they really like, hey, we need to change things up. Hey, what's the best way to do it? True, because wasn't Flash. that kind of when they... Br- yeah, I was going to say, I thought we... Oh, we- as we figured out, all but like one crisis was the Flash's fault. We, we talked about that in his episode. Slow down, buddy. Slow <laughs> down. So, uh, yeah, these uh, established Alfred as a retired actor and intelligence agent who followed the deathbed wish of his dying father identified only as Jarvis to carry on the tradition of serving the Wayne family. I do love that his father was also a server and butler named Jarvis head cannon. His father worked for the Avengers at one point because in the comics, that's a live person. What wrong universe. Yeah. But I'm just saying head (laughs) cannon. He switched universes at one point worked for the Avengers because weirdly in comics, Jarvis is actually a human. Mm-hmm. Thought that was an interesting choice. I mean, but also, we all don't know if Jarvis was a butler. They just says serving. True. We don't know in what capacity. We can go into some dark places there. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, let's not. <laughs> so initially, Alfred discovered the identities by accident while fighting a burglar in Batman issue number 16 which was Alfred's first appearance, he accidentally hit a switch and opened a, a sliding panel to leading through the Batcave. I do. I, I still love the thought process of him accidentally finding it. Right. Like, especially when you think back like to the um, first movie with Robin where he does all this acrobatic stuff. He's like, I'm trying to get in there. I, and Alfred's just like, nope, I found it on accident. <laughs> So, like, at this point, the amount of people that have discovered the Batcave on, cave on pure accident... It is way too high. Yeah. Because there's like, at least two that I know of. This guy, Terry McGinnis. Case of three. Yeah, I was going to say... also Batgirl in the Batman movies. Oh, yeah. Batgirl also, yeah. Because she stumbled into it. Bruce, man. So there's like, at least oh, three minimum that we can top, think of off top of our head. Bruce, can you put like a thumbprint reader or a key code, something? Find a better place for your switches. Yeah. <laughs> so post-crisis and zero hour. 
So in the post-crisis comics continuity, Alfred has been the Wayne family butler all of Bruce's life and had helped his master establish his superhero career from the beginning. Which I do prefer that narrative. I mean, yeah, but I also kind of like that he wasn't the butler right off the bat. True. Like I, uh, I, It's kind of like a, a little bit of both. I'll say I like the mixed narrative where he wasn't always their butler, but he's been there all of Bruce's yeah. life. That's yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> so in addition, he was Bruce's legal guardian and father figure following the murder, murder of the boy's parents. Alfred's history has been modified several times over the years, created in assorted versions. And what's in one such version, Alfred was hired away from the British royal family by Bruce's parents, and he virtually raised Bruce after they were murdered. I mean, the only difference in that is just where he came from. Yeah, I I just I like the ones where like he was like some badass spy, and then he just like came over and he's like, "I'll be your butler." Oh wait, you have a kid? I'll take care of him. Yep. So, going into the New 52s, apologies. So, in the New 52, it is revealed that Alfred's father, Jarvis Pennyworth, was the butler of the Wayne family before Alfred when Bruce was a child. Jarvis was blackmailed by the Court of Owls to set set a trap for the pregnant Martha Wayne. Despite declining, the court managed to cause a car accident that caused the child to be born prematurely and eventually... To have died. The 52s got real. Yeah, they were all over the place. Yeah. Very few few things that good that came out of those. Yeah. So Jarvis attempted to resign from his service and write a letter to his son in which he described him, uh, describes the manor as a cursed place and tells Alfred that he should not begin his service under the Wayne family. However, Jarvis was unable to send the letter as he was murdered that night. Of course. Yep. Because, I mean, you also really can't have Batman at this point without Alfred. So, of course, something had to stop him. I will say, like, I love the Cordell's concept and storyline, but, like, the way they integrated it in the 52s to be like, all this seedy stuff happened. I'm like, wow, you really kind of just tarnished some of the characters. Yep. (laughs) Okay, so going into Earth Prime, the main continuity. And that has established that at the moment, Flash, calm down. Calm down, Flash. (laughs) Stay. So Alfred Pennyworth considered himself to be a rebellious teenager. Having run away from his home in London numerous times, he was never close to his father, who was a butler for the Wayne family overseas. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I love that except for the original continuity. The, they never mention anything much about his father, yeah. but he is. It is very clear what he is. Every other iteration, right? <laughs> but also, it's like, was running away from home the only thing that made you a rebellious teenager? Because that's not really rebellious. I mean, I imagine like just from the way he talks in some of the comics, like it sounds like he probably got into a few scrapes as a kid. Probably got into a lot. Yeah. Like, that's probably why he's not so angry at Bruce <laughs> when he ends up in fights, like, at right. private school. He's like, I mean, I get it, Master, but, like, <laughs> stop it. It's like, I get it, but can you chill? So when Alfred was 18, uh, he would join the British Army and have a daughter. However, eventually he got discharged and quit being a soldier. Alfred would then meet Briar, who led an ancient Celtic organization absorbed by MI5 known as the Nemesis Program. Which, yeah, like, 
Alfred's a kind of a badass. Oh yeah. So after returning to London and began, uh, and he began a stage acting career where he quickly rose in prominence and performed at the Globe Theatre. However, during his time here, he would receive the news of his father's death under mysterious circumstances. <laughs> I do like, though, that they kind of brought back his acting career. Yeah. Because that was just one of those kind of random things that got thrown in at the original. It's like, no, we're going to bring that back. I mean, it's not a bad add-on. Also, like... When you retire from the military and being a secret agent for the for the government, like I feel like if you're a secret undercover agent, why not be an actor? It's like, dude, I'm already pretty good at it. Right. <laughs> so though Jarvis Paintworth had attempted to write a letter uh, dissuading his son from taking his place at Wade Manor, he was never able to deliver the letter and Alfred dutifully accepted his father's vacant position in Gotham City. And I feel like the Prime just kept some of the stuff from the 52. Which is interesting, because a lot of the 52 stuff did not uphold. So it's interesting to see what has. Yeah. So Alfred would relocate to the U.S. and become the Wayne's butler with their son Bruce, who was four years old. So not quite all of his life, but pretty close. Yeah, like, definitely one of those, like, probably most of Bruce's, like, original memories, Alfred was there. Yep. A few years later, when Bruce was eight, Thomas and Martha Wayne were tragically shot in an alley by a mugger. Alfred rushed to the crime scene as soon as he heard the news and took Bruce home, taking on the responsibility as the boy's legal guardian as he aged. Which, fairly common stuff, uh, pretty... That's the one thing you count on in any Batman story. Yep. Just like, you know, Uncle Ben in a Spider-Man story. How many times do we have to watch these people die? Well, at least we've only had to watch his die, what, twice? Nowhere, yeah, nowhere they near, do it in the new one. They, nowhere near what we've seen with Uncle Ben. No, no, no. We've seen his parents die multiple times. Ben, we've only seen die twice. Pretty sure we've seen... Didn't, didn't die in the new one. It was Aunt May. They switched it up on us. Okay, so then they're two for two. So Bruce would handle the death of his parents very harshly, making him a handful for Alfred to raise by himself. I mean, it's a traumatized kid. Of course he's going to take it like that. Yeah. Uh, Bruce would search for answers about his parents' murder relentlessly. Which, of course. So Bruce, uh, Bruce's determination would stop, uh, stop there, though. And he developed a fascination with guns and killing the man who murdered his parents. As a last resort, Alfred was forced to send him to an Arkham rehabilitation home for boys upstate for a time until he was comfortable to return. Which I thought that was a weird twist. Right. So though raising him was difficult at times, Alfred and Bruce would develop a deep bond and appreciation for one another. Which I kind of, I mean, it was like that, as much as that last part was a weird twist, I do like it. And the fact that, like, you know, when he gets done with it, they do form a bond. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of what we got for Alfred's story, because then it just kind of gets more into Batman's still origins in different ways, and just, like, mostly Alfred teaching him and helping him. That's so. Let's get into abilities. Which, god dang it, he's actually got quite a few. 
Okay, so acting, Alfred was a professional actor at the Globe Theater before becoming the Wayne's Butler, computer operation, driving, espionage, uh, pedagogy? No idea. Alfred one Alfred one Alfred once homeschooled Damien at one point. I don't I'm assuming something to do with teaching ability. Yeah, I'm that's my best guess. I've never even seen that word. Maybe if Alfred taught us, we'd know that word. <laughs> Firearms, uh, hand-to-hand combatant, uh, advanced. Also, I love the firearms because there is a comic where Bruce is like, no firearms, you got to get rid of them. And he's like, Mas- Master Wayne, if you can find all the firearms, you can throw them away. Or, you know, where he has one of, uh, like, a henchman down on the ground. <laughs> Just, like, I thought Batman didn't use guns. Batman doesn't, but I have no such compunction. Yeah. <laughs> like, some of his one-liners were amazing. Oh, Alfred's the best. So, uh, lockpicking. Mechanical aptitude, medical science. Alfred was able to perform complex surgeries, including including of the heart without assistance. Holy cow. He was once able to revive the Joker on his own after he had shot at his own heart. Wow, that, that is advanced. Also, medicine. Uh, military protocol at the age of 18 Alfred joined the SAS armed service fighting in 15 different operations between ages 18 to 20 he later later joined MI5 where he trained with Briar Alfred went on 52 missions all over the world while undergoing the nemesis program trained in weapons medical hand-to-hand all of it do you like how they just they're just like all of it yeah, because at that point, especially because, like, SAS is the British Special Forces. Yeah. And then you get to the MI5, which is, like, their government spy service. Like, it's, like, their CIA. So, like, naming everything he's been trained on, that is way too long. Oh, yeah. So I don't blame him. Also, uh, poetry. Alfred enjoys reciting poetry, having had an analytical conversation about it with the Penguin at one point when Batman held the villain in witness protection. Oh. Yeah, this guy's just a well-versed badass. Yep. All right, so into TV. So his live action, he is in the 1960s Batman, 2002 Birds of Prey. He is in Gotham and is mentioned and has an uncredited voice actor in Titans, which I did not know about that one. I didn't either. Hmm. As the more adult version of Teen Titans. Which is amazing that I didn't know about that because I've watched it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You. I would have expected you at least. I must have not been paying attention at that point. Happens. So in animation, he's in the Batman Superman Hour, the Batman, Batman Brave and the Bold, Young Justice, uh, Young Justice, Beware the Batman, Lego DC Comics Batman Be Leagued, Teen Titans Go, Harley Quinn, and DC Superhero Girls. And if I remember correctly, with most of his other media, there's a lot that I didn't mention because he's in a lot. Mm. It's very similar to, um, there was another character we did early on in the series that was like, we're only listing like six or seven of what they've been in. Yeah. Fair. So in film, in his live action, he's got the 1943 serial Batman, a 1949 serial Batman and Robin. 1966 Batman, which was based on the 60s TV show of the same name, 
which was also uh, replayed by Alan Napier, who played in the TV show. He appears in the Tim Burton, Joel Schumacher films, Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman Robin, all played by Michael Goff, which being that's who I grew up with, that is Alfred to me. And that's fair. And he did such a great job, too. He did. He did. I have yet to see an Alfred that I didn't kind of like. Oh, yeah. No, they've definitely all had really good actors. But just that's the one I grew up with in live action, at least. That's fair. So I was like, that's my that's my first pick for uh, Alfred. Fair. Then you got Michael Caine played Alfred in the Christopher Nolan films Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. Um, Jeremy Irons played Alfred in the DCEU Batman vs. Superman, Dom Justice, Justice League, and The Flash. He apparently appears in The Joker, which I guess I missed that. Because huh. I don't remember that either. I don't either. Um, he does also appear in the Batman played by Andy. I have no idea how to pronounce his last name. Seeks. Andy. Seeks. Andy Seeks. No idea, but it's the guy who played Gollum. Oh, which honestly, and I love that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie of the, of recent years. Like he's probably my favorite. Oh yeah. Like I thought he knocked it out of the park, especially showing some of his old war training and stuff. Oh yeah. But that was also perfect because it was. A very gritty Batman, so it let us have that gritty Alfred. Alfred with him. And just like, also, I liked how it was a new Batman, so it shows him mentoring him. Yep. So in animation, uh, he is in Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which, if I remember correctly, is turning 30 this year. <laughs> Had to bring that up. <laughs> uh, Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero. Batman Mystery of Batwoman. Batman Gotham Knight, Son of Batman, Batman vs. Robin, Batman Under the Red Hood, Batman Bad Blood, Batman the Killing Joke, The Death of Superman, and so, so many more. <laughs> but it's sad, because yeah. those are still some of the most prominent animations he's been in. True. And there's still so many of them. God, there is. Yeah, kind of like we talked earlier with the comics, like, if there's Batman, there's Alfred somewhere. Yep, he's gonna pop up. Now, his Easter is uh, video games. Much shorter list, thankfully. So, he is an Easter egg in World of Warcraft Wrath of the Lynch King, which blew my mind. Ah, uh, that's so random. Right? He's in the Batman Begins tie-in game, Gotham Knights, Lego Batman 1, 2, and 3, Lego DC Supervillains. He appears in all the Arkham series games and appears in both of the Batman Telltale games. Okay, yeah, yeah, that tracks. The honestly, the World of Warcraft one, that one threw me. Yeah, that one blo- I, don't, I don't remember what it was, but yeah, some random Easter egg apparently. Huh. Okay, well, guess I'll ask the question I ask every week. Uh, you a fan? Oh yeah, I mean he he's a sassy, dry humor, one liner. Uh, that's like my kind of guy. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Same here. Like, I've always, I've always, like, you can't have Batman without Alfred. Nope. I love it. I love the guy. I'm a big fan. 